What's up, everybody? Jim and Eric here this week for Keeping It Real. Terry is uh, sending this one out. Let's start right off the top. Captain America Civil War. We've got Spider-Man and we've got more of Black Panther. Yeah. Eric, how awesome was that trailer? Tell it, me what I want to hear. It was freaking awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, I did wonder, would they hold back on Spidey? Would they maybe not reveal him until the actual movie? You Pull know? a Luke Skywalker in Force Awakens. Pull yeah. a Luke, because we were talking about you know the mainstream audience who... Uh, are not following all the websites, including IGN, and reading about all this stuff. We'll not even know Spider-Man's in the movie right now. Right. It's still a huge movie, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's Civil War, Captain America versus Iron Man. They could have held it, but they didn't, and it was so exciting to see him. But it was a great trailer anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of, ooh, like, that's awesome moments. Yeah, you know, there's plenty it. of great stuff in there anyways, and we're going to talk more about Spidey a little, in a little bit. Uh, Black Panther and Winter Soldier mm -hmm. uh, definitely uh, are front and center in a lot of this yeah. this trailer. Um, now, folks might not realize this, but mm -hmm. you did a set visit last year. I did. Why don't I... you tell folks about some of the stuff that you saw that ended up in the trailer? Yeah, uh, so you know, the, the, the big things we saw on the set visit uh, were the, the Team Cap, uh, the six people on Team Cap running forward. You see that in the trailer, except we didn't see Falcon and Scarlet Witch taking flight. Uh, we just saw them awesome running. Awesome that we get to see her fly. Yeah. yeah, but it was still an amazing moment. I'm like, I'm a lifelong Marvel Comics fan. I've been reading them since I was a very, very young kid. So to see these people come out in the full costume yeah. and six of them all together, it was that was Swell awesome. Swell Atlanta. It was like 110 degrees. I will say that you really felt the heat uh, looking at those costumes. I did not envy them at that moment. They're very well compensated. But <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, I still felt bad for them, and they were, you know, they they needed to keep these people cool. They were doing everything they could in between uh, takes. But the other thing we watched was um, some specifics of the fight that is obviously going to happen between the two teams because we didn't see Team Iron Man run forward. Yeah. Uh, but then we got to see them shoot uh, what is going to be Black Widow versus Hawkeye. They are going to to brawl those good buddies. We we did see a a, a smidge of that in one of the, yeah. the spots where the like uh, they kind of quip about it in the, in the right track. right a little glimpse and then what we watched we watched Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner shoot that scene but in the background the stunt doubles for Black Panther and Bucky are fighting so right. Winter Soldier versus Black Panther is going to be during that battle too because the stuff you see in the trailer is all Bucky in uh, civilian clothes being yeah. pursued by Black Panther fighting him on the rooftop they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna have quite a vendetta in this movie because they're also right. gonna brawl during the big hero versus hero. Well, moment. that is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did see. Let, let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the new trailer. And one of them was an attack on a UN uh, assembly of some kind. Yeah. And uh, you can tell because the UN logo is there at a podium, mm -hmm. and T'Challa is there. We get you know first look at Chadwick Boseman, um, and clearly something. Is it just the principle of the leaders of this world were attacked? Right. Or do you think something more personal happens? Is his dad killed? Is there a buddy killed? I mean, her? it could be as easy as, like, you know, people who work for him or, you know. I don't think it'll be his family because I think that's stuff they'd probably want to hold for the Black yeah, Panther movie. Yeah. But it can just be he's present. All you have to do is have him, like, quipping with someone who's either on his staff or someone he knows from even another country. I can't wait to go to your wedding. Right, right. <laughs> Two weeks from retirement. Uh, and that happens and he's there for that and it makes it deeply personal. You know, the one thing that we, we see Crossbones a tiny bit in the trailer, but we don't see, what's the na actor's name? Uh, Frank Grillo. Uh, no, for not Frank Grillo, the guy who we believe is playing Baron Zemo because I think he's said it. Oh, Daniel Brühl. Yeah, Daniel Brühl. We don't see Daniel Brühl, but it's like, you know, you do wonder, you know, because we're like, okay, Bucky, we assume, did not blow up the UN or Cap wouldn't still be defending him. So is it 
Zemo? Is it remnants of Hydra sort of pulling the strings here? Because we do see yeah. the Hydra logo. There are a couple of different uh, yeah. prison facilities. Eric and I have done a Rewind Theater on the new trailer. So we'll get into more detail in that. Uh, we're going to try and just keep it on topic here. But Hydra definitely is in Civil War, and they yeah. seem to be the ones kind of pulling the strings uh, yeah. behind the scenes. Cause we, we think we see the Hydra logo at that Russian prison, but even just the fact that Crossbones is in the movie who was Hydra and Winter Soldier, yeah. and if you're introducing Zemo, there's definitely ways to tie it all in. It, even if it's not Hydra specifically, it's people connected to Hydra, people who would probably know what the Winter Soldier is and maybe mm -hmm. how to either use him or make it look like they're using him. And he him. seems like he's getting... Uh, Captured and recaptured and on the yes. run and then not on the run. Like, I'm, I'm a little confused as to sort of the continuity of his right. particular journey in this story. Because this trailer didn't even include the scene that began the last trailer from the end of Ant-Man where he's, you know, got his arm stuck in the thing yeah. with, with Cap and Falcon. So. And also, I mean, the last time we saw him, too, he was checking out the, the Smithsonian exhibit yeah. on Cap. So I want to know, like, did he end up going back to Hydra? Like... What else am I gonna do? Like, I think know. it's more that he went looking for answers, and I think they get, they capture him, and I think yeah. the beginning of the movie is him in that Russian facility. Yeah. You know, yeah, that'd and be then, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I also think that uh, you know, some folks online were, were sort of like, well, they they didn't focus enough on the Cap Bucky relationship in this one. I thought that seemed pretty clear right from the top. You know? uh, yeah, I felt like that actually, I meant to mention this in the rewind and I forgot. The first trailer was so personal for Cap. Yeah. This was more of the big picture. This was more of showing the consequences of what happened in the other movies, yeah. why this is happening, and much more like the battle between the two sides of heroes. I thought they didn't have to repeat the I'm doing this for my friend yeah. Bucky. There was note. the emotional yeah. beats trailer. This is the basically the the glory trailer yeah. as well. I mean, this, this is, is the, the everything in the kitchen sink everyone and the Spider-Man. Everyone come to see this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, another thing that I liked about uh, this is that we, we saw even more of Black Panther mm -hmm. in action and really get a good look at the suit and mm -hmm. also how he moves. Yeah. And, and you learned a few things on the set visit about that. Was that was really cool because we didn't see Chadwick Boseman in the costume. We talked to him, but then we saw the stunt double. Yeah. So the way we saw the costume was the stunt double come out wearing it and we all, it was you know, a very cool moment when we all saw him wearing it. And uh, they'd already teased his fighting ability. The you know writers and everyone involved said, "Oh, it's really cool," and it was. It is very Panther. He yeah. pounces. He swipes with those claws. Yeah. Watch, and it was really cool to watch the stunt doubles because they got to unleash. Right, they're in the background. <laughs> you know, Renner and Johansson are up front, but they're in the background. And it's these two highly trained stunt people dressed as Winter Soldier and Black Panther, totally going at it. And you know, Winter Soldier's got his fighting <laughs> so technique. Much, so much fun. It was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool, I have to say. Oh, and Black Panther, it was very distinct, and I love the sort of animalistic pouncing nature of well, it. Well, you see that too, yeah. just the way he mm -hmm. he runs and jumps on the car and snags the motorcycle yep. of Bucky's like with his talons. So yeah, I really, I really enjoyed uh, all the stuff that we learned about Panther. But let's face it, people are talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Spidey is the star of the he show. He's popular. And he's in mm -hmm. a moment. He's yeah. in just <laughs> the moment at the very end of the trailer. Overall, what did you think of the look and just the reveal of the character, the way they used him in that trailer? The reveal's super fun. I was, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, how cool it will be for people who don't know Spider-Man is in this movie, and you know, uh, we were even talking about who's how in the MCU, right? Who's yeah. in the uh, that he's in the MCU? You know, kids, you know, are going to lose their minds just seeing him on screen with these other characters. You know, you and I, I think we both had a little bit of quibbles with some specifics on the costume. Yeah, 
Ultimately, it reminds me a bit of the Amazing Spider-Man 1 costume, which seemed a little overly busy. A little. Yeah. Sometimes there were some tweaks in that costume and in this one, too, that seemed to be there for the sake of tweaking it. And some of those lines and Did sort of like... Did that surprise you that Marvel, who have been so pretty yeah. faithful to the suits kind of did that to their flagship guy that they finally got back. I'm a little curious about I do wonder if it's because of the bad reception of Amazing 2 and the wish to really even visually say this is, even though that costume was so great, that's like the one thing everyone loved in Amazing 2 was the costume. It was so dead on comics, but maybe they felt, we just need people to know this is not that Spider-Man, so we have to tweak it. And, you know, we've already joked, and I think it is true, look, he'll probably get back into a costume that looks just kind of like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and I hope those are the only connections to them. Um, Especially the fact that it seems like he's got, like, the tech with the eyes changing size. Yeah, the irises and the... Yeah, maybe he drops that. Who knows? But either way, I think, you know, by his own movie, or certainly one of the sequels, he can be back in something more 100% traditional. But he still looked great. And we need to to kind of, like... Uh, dampen whatever flames are out there of people thinking, oh, they're just doing that with his eyes because of Deadpool. Yeah, folks, it, it doesn't work. It like doesn't that. work. There's too much time. A involved. movie that opened last month did not change the visual look yeah. and a major effect. Finished until like I think the the print was dripping wet going yeah, to the, to the theater. And, and and of course, people even noted that uh, Deadpool visually anyway was based on Spider-Man. You yeah, know, it was a huge influence. But yeah. No, that, that, I think this was a decision, again, something to make him distinct, something to make him more like the comics, but make it work in-universe by having it be a tech-based reason for it. You know, and I think it, that's it cool. also allows for humor, it allows for expression, it allows for all sorts of different things that they can do. One eye can kind of close, one yeah. can you know, it, it could be great. I'm curious to see how that tech works. Kind of speculated a little bit on the... Uh, uh, we did a costume rewind, yes, too. Yeah. We're, We've you spoken know. a bit about this movie. Yes. We're, I'm, I, if I'm hoarse, it's because we've been <laughs> talking about it all day. But um, I am curious to see, is it like kind of a thought-controlled tech? Yeah. Something. It's got to be something. I mean, your eyes don't change without, you know. <laughs> I don't think he's touching anything to change his <laughs> Right. Eyes. That'd be a little distracting. Um, yeah. And also, we do see uh, he has the external web shooters yeah. tech. And, um, you know, so that's that's interesting that they're... Doing that, right? Even I believe, even in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, they were hidden underneath. They were the mostly hidden, except for like the actual, yeah, you know, yeah, like lever the and the nozzle. Um, this is more like the '70s Spider-Man show where he had the the bracelet, the gauntlet. Yeah, thing. or Ben Riley when he was Spider-Man after he was the uh, cl- oh, with the clone Spider-Man, and then yeah, Scarlet Spider. Then he became Ben Riley in the Spider-Man costume. He had external. Do you, do you think that there are to, nods to perhaps some of the less popular? Spider-Man stuff in there, like I thought there, and I don't know if tw- the 2099 Spider-Man is less popular, uh, so perhaps I phrase that poorly. But you know, some of the busyness of the suit looked like almost like taken from different iterations of Spider-Man that I don't think you really needed to acknowledge. I, I don't even know? know if they consciously were doing that as much as just yeah. Like I do think it was a let's make this look different from Amazing, yeah. from Amazing Two. Just because we want to relaunch Spider-Man, and it's a it's a fabric costume too. So we have yeah. you know both Batman and <clears throat> BVS. Yeah, the fabric suit. See, I'm losing my voice. It's <laughs> we'll worth get it this. though. Talking about Spider-Man, uh, but you know the Spider-Man reveal and the fact that we got to hear Tom Holland's voice and that he sounds like such a kid. Mm-hmm. It like it really is. God, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, we're just a couple of months away, people. I know it's pretty um, exciting. Now. That's not the only thing about Spider-Man we've been hearing and learning about in the last week. Uh, we didn't have a Keeping It Real last week. Mm-hmm. However, uh, 
that didn't mean the news stopped. It did not. It never stopped. Beginning of this week, we learned that Zendaya is going to be in uh, the Spider-Man reboot, which starts filming in a few months. Yep. Uh, comes out next year. And that she's going to play a character named Michelle, not a lead role, from according mm -hmm. to reports. And then there's some speculation that Michelle could be Michelle Gonzalez, who was a character in the comics. Uh, she was a criminal defense attorney and supposedly hot-tempered and had a shotgun. I, I didn't read that arc, but I don't. If she's playing her, she can't possibly be playing the criminal defense lawyer. And she's too she's young. Like she, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll be that character. Yeah. No. And then we also found out that they're making a Venom solo movie that again. will not have Spider-Man in it. Yeah, again, this idea has come back up because they've been trying to do this for years. Yeah. I think the confusion here is because this is Sony doing it, it's Avi Arad producing it, you know, who's been They produced. will never get him on. He is that yeah. leech you can't burn off. He's, I'm sorry, Avi. That he's was contractually yeah, tied harsh. to it. But everyone's really confused by this because they're like, okay, Will this be a completely standalone movie? Will it not be connected to the new Spider-Man movies, which are part of the MCU? Which seems really bizarre. But wouldn't Marvel would have to make another deal for Venom? And I do wonder how much uh, the Venom, all this development uh, is is a reaction to Deadpool. Let's get another, you know, uh, anti '90s anti-hero, yeah, uh, you know, guy that you has this giant following with millennials and all yeah. that like it you know they've had about six weeks before the movie came out to realize the hype machine was building for that and yeah they might be on to something so yeah we don't think spider-man's eyes were changed because of uh, deadbolt but venom suddenly being pushed back again it could be yeah uh, i wonder if cooler heads will prevail because it just seems so strange to me to try to launch that movie as a separate thing and do you try to explain his backstory as being connected to Spider-Man without showing Spider-Man or do you just completely have him be a character with no connection to Spider-Man and then what's the point? Uh, did they? How did the Steel movie do it with Superman? Did they mention I, Superman? I, I, I know. No, they didn't. I, I don't know. So, no, so just, they're going to go the route of Yeah, Steel I mean, they could just have it be alien goo. You know, <laughs> a dude finds alien goo and uh, yeah, that's it. You know, there's no Spider-Man. Well, you know what else there won't be? Uh, despite a fan petition to yeah. the contrary, J.K. Simmons will not be back as J. Jonah Jameson. You know why? Why? Well, I do know why, but tell me again. Well, he was <laughs> cast as Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, in the Justice League movie. Yeah. Now, one, that's pretty awesome casting. Yeah. Uh, and two, it is a little strange because r rumors for about a year and a half now mm -hmm. were that Commissioner Gordon's dead in this continuity. And yeah. This is years later. Well, unless Justice League is a prequel, which it won't be, yeah. um, or there are flashbacks or something, you know, J.K. Simmons, Jim Gordon exists now in the BVS universe, this DC multiverse. Thing. I, I don't know if you've read, like, no. I, I read some stories that said he was dead in the scripts for a long time, and then some of the last rewrites changed it to retired. Yeah. And so... They uh, they unkilled him before they started shooting, and then that means Always smart idea. Yeah, and now he can come out of retirement. You yeah, know? He can, yeah he can one bring him last back. job. Right. Well, right. Uh, it was also revealed uh, accidentally, apparently, by some sort of Warner Brothers document that got out there on Reddit, um, purportedly that Jenna Malone is Barbara Gordon in the movie, Which, and her scenes were cut. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be on the R-rated kind of uh, Blu-ray edition. And, you know, a lot of us had assumed that's who she would be playing. And then I think the question is, is she in the wheelchair? 
There's already kind or of... Or is she Commissioner Gordon? Or is she the new Commissioner Gordon? There's a lot of different ways to go because there's, yeah, the... Uh, the that that route was was in Batman Beyond, wasn't she commissioned? Yeah, yeah. I think so. There was there was some, and she was there was one there was one storyline. Um, it was almost not like an Elseworlds thing, but it was kind of like a nightmare scenario where she was hunting down Batman. right. And then, but you know, of course, because they've got the the Joker costume, and that seems like a nod to the comics. Something horrible happened. Well, yeah, you could have her in the wheelchair. Although that's such a weird thing because they're kind of trying to distance the Killing Joke a bit, even though they're doing an animated movie of it, and yet people love Oracle. But yeah, she's if you back ever wanted her to suit comics. up and yeah. have another kick-ass female lead, yeah, I mean now you'd have to find a way to undo that. But uh, I, I suppose if we're dealing with alien tech, anything is not you know out of the realm of possibility now. But um, speaking of alien tech. Mm. Green Lantern, according to producer Charles Roven, producer of these DC movies, he's not going to be in Justice League Part 1. Right. He might not show up until Part 2, if not until his own movie in 2020. Yeah, I would bet they'll use Justice League Part 2, I guess, at this point to bring him back. Again, you're, you're dealing with that whole, like, tainted goods thing and trying to separate from, you know, what was such a... Because let's, let's not forget, guys, Green Lantern was supposed to launch the DC movie universe. It was you know? supposed to be that this was going to be... They're more Marvel in tone yeah. thing that they were Yeah, to because do. everyone and knew the Nolan movies couldn't lead to a bigger, because it yeah. was so no powers. But it's supposed to be Green Lantern, and it was such a disaster for them uh, that, yeah, I think it's just the, we're going to bring him back, but we're going to give this as much time as possible. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, because we are, you know, a lot of us are so worried about Batman vs. Superman bringing in 20 characters, you know? Yeah. Maybe it is for the best that we're like, okay, that guy, we've got plans for him, but we will be patient. I know? will say, we'll and wait, we, we'll we, we won't go down this rabbit hole because I know we're on a time crunch, but... I'm, I have the, to be somewhere, I'm sorry. The, the BVS uh, trailer, the second to last one where they yeah. revealed Wonder Woman at the very end, it, it's structurally similar to what's going on with the Civil War trailer. Um, and both of them are stuffed with characters, who I'm sure mm. will just be a passing moment here and there, but it is... It, we can analyze the sort of the similarities and differences in those movies once we finally see them. But superhero show to give those guys across the pond a shout out did do a, a, a show I think last week or so mm -hmm. about how the same story is going to be told in Civil War, BVS, even Daredevil season two. Yeah, with like heroes with clashing ideologies. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you mentioned it is funny that like the and the kick-ass female lead that comes in. Yeah. But and you mentioned though that the Civil War trailer ends uh, with the like reveal of Spider-Man, a la Wonder Woman being revealed. Yeah, in the uh, BVS trailer. The only thing I said that the BVS trailer did on top of that is then show <laughs> the villain that they're going to stop fighting to team up to exactly. fight. You know, yeah, which everyone is kind of like. Ah, <laughs> Uh, maybe I should have left that out. But. <laughs> now, let's move on from uh, all things comic book related, but mm -hmm. want to know your thoughts. So, Wait, there are movies not based on comic books? For the time being, we uh, still have a right. few left that aren't based on all comics. Right. That's probably going to change. <laughs> okay. uh, but they're based on other properties. Yeah. So let's start with the Ghostbusters mm -hmm. reboot. Two trailers now, the domestic one and the international one this week came out. International one has gotten a much more widely kind of uh, um, uh, mm -hmm. embraced from from fans. What did you think of both of these trailers and so far what you've seen and learned of this movie? Uh, the second one was definitely better, stronger. Uh, the first one, and this is a movie I'm rooting for and really want to like, but wasn't a great trailer. I also didn't hate the trailer, I should say, too. And there were some parts that made me laugh, but there were some other parts that, eh. It was just, it, more so though, I was struck by structurally, it was a really weird trailer, especially when we're so close to the movie. The movie's only a few months away. And 
the biggest thing we talked a lot about was the whole opening that yeah. makes it feel like a sequel. Right. Everything about the 30 years ago is what you would do for a long-awaited sequel. Yeah. And I think it's just confusing matters, you know, because you were there at the uh, first debut of this trailer where yeah. Paul Feig is like, no, no, it's not yeah. not a sequel. It's a separate universe. Yeah. Ghosts have never appeared in the real world right. before. And so all of a sudden, what would happen? They want to recapture that sort of the phenomenon yeah. that we see in the first Ghostbusters where mm -hmm. they breathe and they're all like flying yeah. over the city. And that was my recreation of that great <laughs> moment from the movie. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, but that, I agree with you. The trailer is very confusing because it even led to, in our own rewind, like, is there time travel involved? Because you see Times Square and there's like 70s stuff. And yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. And then... And then the international trailer, they play up the Chris Hemsworth uh, sort mm -hmm. of Janine analog more. Um, and then, you know, more kind of slapstick and all that. I will say that trailers, by and large, haven't done Paul Feig's movies justice. Yeah. Like, Spy, the trailers didn't make it look that good. Spy was okay. The trailer, the, but yeah. I love the movie. Yeah, yeah, but the movie was a big hit that a lot yeah. of people liked. And those trailers, though, didn't do it any justice. So I'm thinking we might be in the same boat here with that. Uh, I, I hope so. You know, and it's funny because... maybe needs a new trailer house. New, new trailer <laughs> person, yeah. Because I'm really rooting for this movie. And, you know, we've joked about this, talked about this, but not joked even. Uh, like, because there is... Look, and I get this on Twitter a lot when I mention, make mentions about, like, sexist, sexist comics about Ghostbusters. People go... Can't I just not like think it looks bad because I think it looks bad? I go, absolutely. Yeah. You can say that trailer looks horrible, and there are people who say that, and I'm fine with that. There's another contingent. <laughs> There's another <laughs> contingent that once it goes into the, like, it literally goes into the, like, why is it all women ghost-busting? That I'm like, come on. Yeah. So uh, just to spite those people, <laughs> I want this movie to be a giant, giant hit. I don't want it, but I want it to be a good movie. Uh, yeah. So I do, and I, but I like Paul Feig. I like a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited. I just got the Freaks and Geeks Blu-ray set. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I hope that the tr this trailer is just a kind of, bad first trailer but it, because it took so long to get it it's a little disappointing yeah we're this close to the release and the marketing is finally ramping up and to kind of get off on the wrong foot yeah. is it's a little unnerving yeah. you know and especially considering the very vocal contingent of people online who have made it sort of their passion to just attack the movie and Unfortunately, the people who are making it on yes. a daily basis. But, uh, you know, look, if the movie's not funny and it doesn't work, we'll certainly yeah. be talking about that. Yeah. And, and But if it's a good movie and it's fun, which we hope it is, <laughs> yes. you know. I like good, fun movies. I do, too. Yeah. Now, here's something else, a, a female-led reboot. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no other way it could be. It's Tomb Raider I'm mm -hmm. getting to, so I screwed up my own segue. I'm usually a master of the segue, but... The report is that Daisy Ridley is a frontrunner mm -hmm. for the role of Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider movie reboot, which are going to draw more from the more uh, recent games. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask you a question here. Mm -hmm. If Daisy Ridley does, as these reports suggest, uh, take on the role of Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider reboot, is that a good career move for her coming off of Star Wars? Um... I guess my simple and sort of silly answer is if it's a good movie, it is. Uh, you're, it's really complicated when you're in a situation like this because, like, you got something like it, it makes me think of Jennifer Lawrence, who, you know, you get the feeling like, I mean, I think she gets along fine with everyone who makes the X Men movies, yeah. but at the end of the day, she didn't need two giant franchises, right? Yeah. You know, it's like she would have been cool with just the Hunger Games, you know, yeah. she didn't also need X Men. Um, 
So I can see Daisy really doing the thing of like maybe I should do some some smaller, you know, more quirky stuff away yeah. from you don't get bigger than Star Wars, right? Right. But at the same time I could also see, you know, the a franchise that's really hers in a way that Star Wars can never be yeah. because it's too big, you know? And she I mean, if there's one thing we've we've learned about, you know, Daisy Ridley as an actress thanks to Force Awakens is she has charisma. Mm-hmm. She's bright. Yeah. She can handle herself uh, in a physical, mm-hmm. action-oriented role. She's funny. Mm-hmm. Like she could and she's British. Uh, no. She doesn't have to fake the accent mm-hmm. like Angelina Jolie did. Once I heard the casting, uh, the possibility, I go, of course. It's it's almost too perfect. I mean, yeah. they're like going to make a new Tomb Raider movie. She got the hair already. Yeah. The the games made uh, Lara younger and yeah. like, you know, it, it just everything. And then the fact that in Force Awakens, she was this scavenger who were introduced to basically going into a tomb, which is a Death Raiding Star. Raiding it, if Raiding you will. a tomb, a Death Star tomb. <laughs> uh, not a Death Star, Star Destroyer. I better, yeah. I'm so glad I fixed that. Oh my that. Lord, man, that, yeah, you of all people. Had to stop being a Star Wars you're gonna fan. screw up something Marvel related. Uh, I know, I know. Horrible. Uh, it, but yeah, I, you just, that's an easy pick for a producer to make. Yeah. Uh, but I get it. Uh, and if she did it, if the movie, if it's a fun script, it is something she could nail, I think. Uh, so. I could see why she'd want, you know, why her people certainly would be like, yeah, you should do your yeah. own. Big I mean, franchise. I feel like she could, she could go one of two ways here. Mm-hmm. She could try to do the Kira Knightley thing, where okay, Pirates is my paycheck franchise, yeah, and then I'm gonna go off and do a lot of costume dramas mm-hmm. or like indie dramedies, yeah. Or she goes all in. She's like, look, I'm 20 years old or whatever she is. I might as well do as many ass-kicking roles as I can right. until I feel like eh, I'm going to sit down. You know? Right, right. Um, and, and just cash those checks, you know? Yeah. I mean, let, let's face it, uh, female-led uh, genre movies are super hot right mm-hmm. now. And I think, look, if she did the movie and it didn't work, she can do another Star Wars movie. Yeah. And that will that will kind of erase whatever yeah. black mark ends up there on the filmography. But, you know, considering the Tomb Raider movies are some of the highest grossing video game movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. If not the highest grossing, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, and that first um, one, yeah, is still a huge So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think she, following Angelina Jolie is kind of tough act to follow, yeah. but I think enough time, and there's not enough people in love with that movie franchise, yeah. but, you know, I think it's a good, it's a good, if, look, if I was your agent, <laughs> I would just say maybe try it out for just one, but don't sign for three, just sign for two. Yeah, that and then look for a remake of Corvette Summer that she can star in. That's a deep cut, people. That is, that's a Look it up animal. if you know what I'm talking about. I saw <laughs> that movie more times as a kid than <laughs> never, I went to, I've just because it. it was Luke Skywalker. Never seen it, but. It's good, it's good. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, if I want to know what you guys think, though. Do you think Daisy Ridley should be Tomb Ra- uh, should be Lara Croft in Tomb Raider? Would you like to see her do something else, or do you have a better pick maybe for Lara Croft? Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. Uh, let's move on to just a couple of uh, quick little things. The Predator, mm-hmm. Shane Black's new Predator movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger revealed that he's going to have a meeting soon with Shane Black about possibly reprising the role uh, of Dutch. To which I say, why bother bringing Arnold back for Terminator Genesis? didn't help that franchise, yeah. which is now essentially dead again. I, I I see both sides of this in that you're totally right. It's kind of like a little bit awkward even right now for them to maybe try that again coming off Terminator Genesis. Like, oh, we got Arnold back from a movie we, you loved him in in the 80s. On the other hand, I do think they're such different franchises in that the first two Terminators are just seen as such perfect movies 
that a lot of people would argue shouldn't have become a bigger franchise after that. Right. You know, they told the story they needed to tell, even though I love Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, but as a movie series, nothing after the second one really delivered, and they should have well, left well enough alone, where Predator kind of lends itself to different movies, different adventures, and as great as the first movie is, it's not quite as, you know, it's not like held up on the pedestal that those yeah. Terminator films are, the first two. So, you know, I'm more open to this. I'm ex very excited by Shane Black doing this movie. Yeah. Uh, and so I could see it being, he could maybe do something really fun with bringing Arnold back. From the studio's point of view, I don't think they should, there's anything that would make them go, yes, Arnold, that's it. Yeah. That's going to make they'll, this a They'll hit. team him, well, frankly, they'll team him with another younger co-star sure. like they did with Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Uh, though, what do you think about Amelia Clark as Lara Croft? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say in Predator. <laughs> <laughs> as the Predator. <laughs> with Arnold. Hi, DSA. Uh, Amelia Clark as Lara Croft? Um, Maybe it's... I, I, it's it's hard for me because it's too close to yeah Terminator, I think. yeah it's it's a little coming off of that I think maybe yeah. she uh, career wise I would say she probably shouldn't do something quite okay. like that right now well all right well I'm curious to see if if Arnold comes back will it be for the whole movie is he just there to get killed at the beginning right you know uh, let's move on from Predator uh, Disney they <laughs> poor Chris Pine Disney made as much money on Zootopia's opening weekend yes. As they lost on the Chris Pine movie from a couple of months ago, The Finest Hours, $75 million. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I haven't seen Zootopia. I want to. I'm going to go see it this weekend. It looks it looks awesome. People love it. It's great. I loved it. Uh, Finest Hours, I thought it was okay. But, you know, why can't poor Chris Pine, who's, I think he's really talented. I, I think mm -hmm. it was New York Daily News or somebody did kind of a, I hit piece on him the other yeah. day. I thought it was a little too like they called him wooden. That's the last word. I wouldn't say he's wooden. Yeah, no. you're you're Liam Hemsworth is wooden. Yeah. Not it, look, uh Jai Courtney. Um exactly. no uh you know, Chris Pine Take that, Aussies. <laughs> Chris Pine is in the place that Ryan Reynolds has been for years until Deadpool. It's called James Marsden Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some talented, charismatic actors who just it's not they don't get in the right fit. Uh, you know, these movies that just sound good on paper and sound like, you know, oh, this is going to be the right thing and it just doesn't work. And I will bring, you know, Reynolds is a great example because Reynolds for years, bomb after bomb after bomb, and a lot of people didn't like him or like, oh, I hate, I think he's smart. Well, Van Wilder for years was an albatross around his Right, head. right. And now people love him. Yeah. And so Chris Pine, first of all, of course, it's like, he'll be fine. I mean, and he does have the Trek franchise. I mean, even with that second one not being that well received, it's still a hit and there's still, yeah. you know, big movies. That are he might do a fourth one after Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. I think a lot of the big, frankly, if Star Trek Beyond doesn't perform, I think we're going to see him on a TV series. Yeah, it's, it's quite Which possible. Which could be a better fit for him. I think he needs to start looking at sort of like the way Colin Farrell has become basically a utility player, mm -hmm. a sort supporting kind of ensemble guy. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll say also that sometimes there are these guys who, it's funny to say, but sometimes their, their looks put them in a place where they maybe they sh wouldn't naturally be. And, and Chris Pine, I mean, the thing that I always remember being impressed by him first was Smoking Aces. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like almost unrecognizable when he yeah, shows yeah. up. Some, you know, it's like he can be more of a quirky character actor and he's very funny in the Trek movies, yeah. but he's got leading man good looks and so they put him in these, All and right. you know, The Finest Hours is like a very old school traditional thing. Yeah, and maybe that's was... not the right type of thing for him, yeah, you no, know? No, uh, Let's see, uh, Zootopia is expected to remain number one this weekend. Yep. It's tracking about 48 million. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I saw it last mm -hmm. night. 
That's why I, I have it. to I leave was, soon. To go he's see going it. to see it. Yes. So come on. Come <laughs> I have somebody. tickets. It's it's really good. I liked it quite a bit. I agree with uh, Lucio Bryant's review of it on the site. Um, and Mary Elizabeth Winsett, there's another one. I'm glad that this movie uh, happened for her because we were kind of like, oh, where did she go? Like, she was so good. She's so talented and she's nice. And like, mm -hmm. so I, I hope this opens up the door to other things. I know she's got some TV shows that she's doing. Yeah, now, I mean, she's got a I couple more movies. Yeah, a couple different TV shows. I mean, she might not have that much free time since yeah. her show Mercy Street just got renewed and she's working on a show called Brain Dead for CBS. So she's got two TV shows coming I know, but I really like, want her to end up in the MCU. And uh, yeah, it'll happen eventually. Uh, she'll yeah. be in a super movie. I just rewatched Scott Pilgrim this past weekend, which is so great. And, yeah. and once more had a little bit of a, oh, I wish this movie hadn't bombed because it's so great uh, <laughs> feeling about it. Okay, so... I'm thinking my pitch here, two people I, I have in mind for Captain Marvel in the MCU, Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm -hmm. and Kate McKinnon. The She's on SNL, she's in <laughs> Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. Just think about it, people. Just think about it. <laughs> I do think Kate McKinnon, I would say going back to the Ghostbusters trailer, Kate McKinnon made me laugh a lot, and I kind of think yeah. she might steal that movie. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking, and they can probably get her for not too much money. <laughs> uh, Grimsby, Brothers Grimsby, mm -hmm. as we call it in the States, is opening this weekend. And it is tracking at about six million. Yeah. Is Sasha Baron Cohen basically dead here, stateside? I think so. I think uh, it was it was a giant moment for him. But even don't forget, even Bruno yeah. way underperformed. It was yeah. like Borat was the thing. Yeah. You know, Borat was a Huge success in every way. It was his Austin Powers, basically. And then, yeah, yeah. But, know, I mean, the Austin Powers. love guru then. Yeah, yeah. But the Austin Powers movies had, of course, huge sequels. Because um, Bruno, you know, don't forget, was pretty much positioned like a Borat sequel without being one, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, it just seems like that was a, a moment, you know. Whereas it, it seems like in the U.K. it was more like he was, um, he was successful a lot longer on a more high-profile basis. But then he yeah. had his, like movie star moment yeah but yeah i mean it's like look he was in les mis and you know he works a lot he works you know. but he's going to be in alice through the Lo yeah. looking glass uh and maybe he really is meant to be more of a kind of character actor over here um but yeah i just feel like him as the comedy star that moment just seems to have passed like borat was it but i think people have just tired of that kind of shtick too i mean yeah his ali g thing at the oscars which, by the way, we didn't do a podcast after the Oscars. Uh, I'm sorry, show after the Oscars. Uh, but we did talk about the winners. So let's just acknowledge that Spotlight won Best Picture yes. on, the, our, on our movie show. <laughs> yes, confirmed. No longer <laughs> just a rumor. Uh, but yeah, I just, man, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Uh, and then my final thing I just want to ask mm -hmm. about, Tom Hiddleston said this week that he is interested in the role of James Bond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, you know, he's a fan of it. Do you think he'd make a good James Bond? It's weird because I love Hilston. I don't picture him naturally as Bond, um, even though clearly he can play someone with an edge and danger. I don't know. He. I hate to say this, and maybe I'm thinking too much of that very funny commercial he's in with with Kingsley and Mark Strong. But <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's like you know, you think of him more as like the British villain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, he'd be a better Bond villain, right? Yeah, now. it's it's hard for me to see him has like the you know even I mean again, there's a lot of other reasons he wasn't wouldn't have been right for Thor, but thinking back that he auditioned to play Thor initially, yeah. I don't yeah. know. And it's you like, can see that online. And, yeah. On the Blu-rays. I don't know. I can't well, quite I can't really picture him as Bond. You know, yeah. I think I, I can understand why he would say I would love to do it because, you know, who wouldn't, yeah. you know, yeah. especially if you're a British actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not quite there with that. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. By the way, I was going to give you a few more minutes if you needed them. So oh. I'm, I'm impressed how quickly you, Look, you know. Man. Look, man, I try to, you know, I'm <laughs> sorry. You. We had no time for reader email this week. It's it, Reader email is uh, to us what Matt Damon is to Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, sorry, guys. We'll get to it next week. I do want to give a shout out, though, to a lot of the IGN shows that now can uh, show up on multiple platforms mm-hmm. on our PS4. Uh, we have the Xbox app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all sorts of things. I'll, I'll get my spiel there down There are many places week. you can find our IGN content. IGN is not just on the website itself. We're everywhere. We're in this everywhere. little doohickey. We're on, we're on my Roku. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, But uh, check out some of our shows on these different platforms, particularly Superhero Show I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of. and uh, Rebel Base. Rebel Base. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at the Eric Goldman right. at Jim Vavita. I don't need a V. Like Madonna, I'm the only one. You're not fighting with another <laughs> no. Eric Goldman for your no. Twitter name. <laughs> but uh, until until next time, for all things movies, keep it here on IGN. <laughs>